Cocoa butter. Dang, but better. But better. Better than butter? <laughs> How's it better than butter? By the way, Gary, that dovetailed so nice. I know. So fine, wouldn't you agree? I, I hate to give Gary compliments on his job. Absolutely. Because it goes to as his a, head. And that's a rule that you and I established yeah. way early. Yeah. That we would never shower Gary with praise. Ever. Ever. But no. damn it, Gary, you brought it home with a dove- Probably an accident, but it worked. <laughs> Thank you for that, sir. <laughs> that, that just that brought equilibrium just a back. Happy accident that worked. <laughs> mm. Hi, I, Gary. I missed you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I believe that. Here's what I didn't miss: your Chargers found another way to lose, Gary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Twice. I, I honestly, fun. Gary, I don't. I it's it's become comical at this point. Oh no no. No, no, welcome. It's been it's comical like a, for years. You know when you see a trick play, and you're like when the Dolphins did that cool trick play with their kicker? It was a great trick play. Yeah. And then you watch the Chargers, you're like, they did a little trick play there <laughs> with the score. <laughs> they just inverted it, and they went the other way. I've never seen a team find more ways to lose mm-hmm. than the San Diego with the Chargers. same team. In this season. Yeah, it really has been... And and the sad, the truly sad thing is, and I, I I'm not trying, I'm truly not trying to twist the knife here, but mm. <laughs> but uh, all of your losses have been by seven points or less. All the Chargers right. losses have been by seven One points score. or less. Yeah, and similar to the Lions this year because the Lions, you know, are very I, similar. but that could have gone either way. Like you could be looking at a totally different season right now. Oh yeah, but for the fact that the Chargers love to lose, love it. <laughs> They absolutely love it. Just bathe in it. Yeah. 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 I, I You mentioned the Lions. I've seen a lot of people jump in on, you know, a lot of people are tweeting, you know, can the Chargers find any more ways to lose? And a lot of Lions fans were jumping in as though they, they have don't. some sort of competition with the Chargers. I, I, I don't understand. Like, what do you mean? Like in a status of like, no, 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 we're we better are, at losing than you are? Correct. Like like we are the, we should be sympathized. <laughs> we should be sympathized. You know, we, we deserve more sympathy. Correct. They're starting right. to sound like whiny Red Sox fans back in the 90s. They're like, I don't even know who their quarterback is week to week because, by the way, with Stafford, when Stafford went down four weeks ago, I've, I have lost every fantasy game since. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was six and three, and now I'm six and seven. Oh. So I'm not going to make the playoffs in our league, which is a brutal. But anyway, like last week it was some guy named Blau. <laughs> David Blatt, which just sounds like what he's, is that? it sounds like the name of somebody when you're like what what's the name of the quarter? It's like David Blatt. Yeah, blah blah uh, blah blah when blah. You're, when you're trying to say the name that you but you forgot how it sounds, yeah. that's what their name. Yeah, you go blah schmuckatelli something. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So uh. anyway, but I always know who the quarterback for the Chargers is. Well, and then I just never know the coach. Just kidding. <laughs> that's <laughs> absolutely true. <laughs> Very fair. It's been the same last two years, right? Yeah. Well, anyway, Gary, you had a, a smile on your face. I want to get rid of that real quick. <laughs> Thank you. So Mission accomplished. <laughs> anyway, Gary, how was your Thanksgiving? Yeah. Anyway, I'll tell you about mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. By the way, did you have a good Thanksgiving? Absolutely. Did good. you guys? Uh, yes. I did, yeah. Mine, my parents came out to visit, Tony and Sue, who are big fans of this show. And uh, we had a great time. My boyfriend smoked a turkey on the grill. I thought you, you honestly, <laughs> you know my favorite phrase is smoked a turd. <laughs> yes. So oh, I know. When you started that, I was like, is she about to say? Smoke a turd in hell? Yeah, but no, no. you came through with turkey. Nope, nope, because I know my mom's listening. And she would tell you, oh, Rob, I don't smoke. Uh, <laughs> I'm a non-smoker. I'm a non-smoker. Yeah. <laughs> was the exact verbiage. Uh, yeah. So we had a lot of fun with them. You know, my dad just giggling at himself. Love that. The uh, Throughout the entire football games as he's laying his, his recliner. Oh. 
which we brought out into the living room, especially for him, because I knew he would want to sit there the whole time. That's awesome. And what about uh, you? Did you find a comfortable spot? <laughs> yeah, I, I sat on the floor. That, no. No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, no. I it There's no comfortable spots for me anymore, oh, because um, just trying to get up out of a chair, yeah. I, li- I feel like... I, and now I know why people use those recliners that like lift up and push you out, <laughs> right? Like a spring-loaded chamber. Yes. It's my like... grandmother had one of those. She had like one of the first hydraulic ones. And I, being a kid, I was like, I was like, this is a ride. <laughs> yes. So whenever she was in the room, I would like sit on it and go, and like, and just back and, forth. and I'm sure I broke the motor, but I was like, it's fun. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is very difficult to get up. Out of, I mean, I get very comfortable because our couch has recliners in it, so I can lean back. But like, getting out of the couch very difficult. So, <sighs> luckily that my mother will like. Are you having any like sciatica pains or anything like that? I have, yeah, I already ha- I have a lot of that. It's mostly my hands because of the carpal tunnel that I got. Oh. I got car- gestational carpal tunnel, so they curl up into little claws, you know, and I wear. Uh, braces on my hands oh, and sorry. Uh, yeah Chris is like well you're not gonna get double pregnant <laughs> that's for sure I'm like I look like I'm going rollerblading in my dreams at night <laughs> and uh, by the way I saw Paul Rudd from Big Slicks Paul Rudd yes at the comedy store our good friend and fellow co-host yes of the Big Slick. yes I saw him at the comedy he also store. does movies yeah what was he doing at the comedy store he was there to see Chappelle oh okay so uh I was so I, he's growing out with Chappelle these days I guess. I don't know. Like, I just was, like, in the parking lot. I didn't even know Chappelle was coming, and then he gets there, and then he, like, runs over, and he's holding two speakers. He's always holding two radios, like, two speakers, and he's listening to music on both of them. That's just a natural. That's just Chappelle's natural environment. Okay. And he comes over, and he starts kissing my belly. He just, like, he, he didn't know I was pregnant. And I was like, don't worry, it's mine. And uh, <laughs> and then I go in, and then they're like, oh, Paul Rudd is, you know, oh, my God, Paul Rudd. Like, oh. And I was like, oh, really? I'll go say hi. Yeah. Like, like, oh, we just, we know we, we have, you know. But he loves you. We brunch together. Yeah. yeah. And he was, I'm sure he was stoked to see he you. He was very stoked. He was, yeah. like, so apologetic. And I was like, by the way, I think I got pregnant at the Big Slick. <laughs> and oh, was, let it be true. Let yeah. it be true. And then we're standing there talking. And then this other guy comes over and interrupts us. And he's wearing a baseball cap. And I realized it's Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> and I was Damn. like, yeah. And Paul's, like, looking at me. And I'm like, it's okay. You can go talk to him. <laughs> you, know? you know, usually I'm with that crew. So it's really odd that I wasn't there <laughs> that night. It's weird that you were <laughs> That is the crew I run with. It was the, I kept, I was just like, what is, what is this world yeah. that I'm standing in right now? What's that look, Gary? Uh, when I said that's my crew, <laughs> Gary shot me a look. Uh, no, no. Uh, what, no, Gary? No, nothing. It's usually Leo, me, uh, Paul. Brad. Uh, eh, sometimes, right. you know, he's kind of moody and he smokes a lot of weed, so he doesn't <laughs> like to go out. Uh, but when he does, he's a bull. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Adam Levine. It's about my crew. Yeah, yeah, the hot guy crew. Gary. Mm-hmm. He won't even look at me now. <laughs> yeah, five star crew, <sighs> Uber Black XL <laughs> crew. Yeah. Every time I see Leonardo, like I was just standing there staring at him, and I it wasn't even like, like oh my god. I can't believe the superstar is here. When I see Leonardo DiCaprio, it's the first time I've ever seen him or met him. But also, I always think about Daniel Tosh rented his house uh, in Palm Springs like a couple Thanksgivings ago. And the whole time, Daniel told his wife that she is the ugliest woman to ever be in the master bedroom of that house. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, his wife is gorgeous. The whole time, he's just like, man, you have got to be the ugliest dog that has ever been in the master bedroom of this house. That's hilarious. And I'm thinking that the whole time, and then I realize, oh my God, I'm staring at him, but I'm just thinking of that joke. I actually, now this is a true story, I actually did have uh, a night with Leo. Oh, you did? I actually did. (laughs) And it was the weirdest, because he was um, in the middle of filming uh, The Revenant. So he had this beard, this ZZ Top length beard Uh that went all the way down to like his mid-chest or whatever. And he was wearing like a, you know, one of those Irish caps. Oh, like a newsboy cap? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Peaky uh, blinders. Yeah. And uh, uh, it, it was a fun night and everything, but it was just, it was, a, and we, we were in this booth and it was very cool. And mm-hmm. I'll give you all the details later. I'll need to give them here. <laughs> but I did have an interesting night. Um, 
but he would look so different. He didn't look like himself. And yet, still, there was a crowd of people around him. It was amazing. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Women in 25-year-old supermodels. Yeah, just a lot of that. hanging out. Yeah. Just great conversation, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it's been, like, just, like, kind of a weird week. Because last, last night was Tiffany Haddish's... Um, birthday party yeah she had her bat mitzvah she um she called it the black mitzvah but it's a black mitzvah but she did study to to, to get a real bat mitzvah yeah so Is she, she studied. Jewish? no no but she uh went through the conversion classes just she wanted okay. to just learn more about it okay. and it was her 40th birthday and then she's also been doing this movie with billy crystal so he was there and he just ended up sitting next to me it was a weird and then giancarlo was wow. Stan, stanton was there for, I don't know why. And then the whole time, Chris is like, I know it's Giancarlo because he keeps striking out with the ladies, too. <laughs> <laughs> By and the then way, Billy Crystal's laughing because he's a huge Yankees fan. <laughs> he's like, he probably pulled a lat getting a bread roll. You know, <laughs> like it was just like one of those nights where, anyway. I don't know about, but pre- pregnant Sarah <laughs> well, rolls you, hot. No I'm, kidding. I'm not even kidding. It was like, I sit down. I just, I literally walked in. With Chris, and I'm like, I just just sit down. I was like, I want to sit near the door so I can sneak out, and then nobody will notice, and it won't be a big deal. And then Billy Crystal just comes and sits down at the table, too, and I'm like, he's probably not going to stay there, but that's fine. That's kind of cool. I got to see him. And then Kevin Nealon sees me, and he comes and sits down. Because he had just done Spade, and I've done a bunch of... Love and then Chelsea I love Handler sees, and Billy, by the way. Yeah. I love both of them. And they're friends. Yeah. And then Chelsea Handler comes and sits next to me on the other side. And I'm like, what the, What is going on? You're having a killer time. Had a good night. That sounds I've laughed really a lot. I'll, I tell you that. That's I right. laughed a lot. Well, sure. What a, what a lie. What a table. Yeah. It was it was crazy. because I mean, And Kevin did our show earlier this week because we did a weekend update tribute show on Spade. And it was like Kevin, Dennis Miller, and Norm MacDonald all came on the show together. I saw that. It was I insane. saw that. That looked amazing. Yeah. Because those are all SNL heroes. And Oh, yeah. I remember And then that. everybody like phoned in, like Chevy Chase sent in videos and like Fallon. That show, and that show you work on is so great. And <laughs> it's the, really good. You're talk, Rob, you talked about pregnant, Absolutely. pregnant Sarah killing it. Do you see the bit they did where they sent her to... Oh, I, the People's Choice the People's Awards. Choice yeah. Awards with a piece said, of cardboard. He said, I'm pregnant. Do an interview Talk to me. Yeah. And then David didn't want to be on his feet all day. Oh, so good. Oh, thanks. It was <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of people talked to me. Yeah. So... That's awesome. It's been, it's been a quite... Quite the couple weeks. So yeah, good. anyway, I just took over that whole conversation, but I want to hear no, about your I, Thanksgiving. No, not at all. I, I mean, you're you're doing really cool, fun stuff. People <laughs> want to know about that. I want to know about it. That's, Gary. That's he, a lot more interesting than what I did. He almost put his shirt back on. <laughs> that's how focused he is. I'm just trying to like, yeah, button it all up. Yeah, it was, it's been kind of like one of those crazy weeks. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of fun. Good. Yes. That's awesome. I love to hear that. It was a yeah. So what did what did you do? What did you guys do? I, I went home to Kansas City and right. I, I gave a speech to the Kansas City Chamber of Commerce on wow. on Tuesday, and it went well. I thought people seemed entertained, and then uh, what was it about? Like karate? It was mainly about karate mm-hmm. um, and about keeping the neighborhood safe. Yeah, paying your bills. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Businesses got to pay their bills too. <laughs> that's right. Uh-huh. You're coming um, as the enforcer on local businesses. Actually, I just, I kind of, I stripped to the waist. <laughs> and I did, a, there's 2,000 people at this mm-hmm. thing. And I just did curls. Okay. That was it. Yeah. For about, well, I'll be, if I'm being honest, about 61 seconds. And then I was totally yeah. burnt. Yeah, welcome totally. to my, my curl chamber of converse. <laughs> <laughs> Gary. And people were riveted. They didn't they even. They did. They, I mean, people were, were you know, applauding. clapping uh-huh. and, and stomping their feet. It was almost like, we will, <laughs> we will rock you. Right. <laughs> and um, anyway, it was really, it was special. It was a great then, five hours. And then I juggled a Roman candle and I got the <laughs> hell out of there. <laughs> Just another typical wriggle speech. Classic wriggle hey, speech. You get what you pay for. <laughs> Roman candles being shot out over the crowd. Hey, man. Sweaty curls. I would love to see you do curls in one of those recliners that pushes you out when you're done. Just lifts me up. Just slowly going closer to the crowd. Don't touch. And then when I drop the weights on them, drop them. Hmm? And uh, so that went well. And then I went to brick and mortar. 
Uh-huh. Uh, the greatest uh, restaurant bar in Kansas City afterward for a big drink up. <laughs> went well there. <laughs> it did. Yeah. And then uh, then I went down to my uh, folks' farm for uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. And it was wonderful. Except for the we- the weather, man. It was rainy and cold. Oh, yeah. And so it was hard. To, you know, I like to get out and walk the farm. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do it this time. Oh. So I just had to double down on the turkey and football. <laughs> Hello. Man, there's some pretty good football on. And then okay. uh, I I made it back to Kansas City, and my flight was late. So I was like, well, let's go. There's a KU game. Let's go up to KU. And I had some friends, and they were like, oh, we got you covered. Come on up. So I went up and uh, caught the KU-Baylor game, and something happened. <laughs> In the game? In the game uh-huh. where all of Kansas starters got injured. <laughs> Pre-game. You think? All of Is them. that what happened? Yeah, 22 starters, 11 on offense, 11 on wow. the, They all got injured uh-huh. pre-game, and so we were scrambling, <laughs> and we managed to find some freshmen. Uh, we had to bring some red shirts out. Mm-hmm. Um, and They didn't ask you? They did. <laughs> they did. You had a flight to catch. But I had a flight to catch, and I, I didn't want to risk right. you know, not getting to, through security in time. <laughs> so the Jayhawks lost 61 to 6. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only know that because my dad brought it up three times. Oh, <laughs> he was like, "Just uh, man, I bet Rob's not having a good day today." You know. <laughs> like, yeah. By the way, though, I will say, up in Lawrence, Kansas, it was beautiful for that late in November. It was like November thirtieth, yeah. and it was crisp, beautiful sun. You know, it was a beautiful day for football, whatever. So, I mean, I enjoyed the day. the The game was. Uh, it was, a, it was an orgy of scoring. Right. It was an avalanche of points being poured on to the Jayhawks. And there was nothing we could do about it. And is that, that was your rivalry weekend? Yeah, but we don't have a rivalry. Yeah, with, why? Is, I don't know. Why? Yeah, see, I, I hate that too because we always have to play, Georgia always has to play Georgia Tech. And we're like. We don't care about it. We don't it. really care. Yeah. Like Florida. Baylor. Florida is our rival. Like, if you want us to play our rival yes. rivalry weekend, yeah. we play Florida. Our biggest rival has always been, for 100 years, Missouri. Right. And then they joined the SEC mm-hmm. and left our league, our conference. And so now, I guess, K-State is, like, our rival. But yeah. it's funny because the KU people are like, eh, right. whatever, you know, fine. The K-State people are like, oh, I'll kill you. I hate you. <laughs> They're all maniacs. Right. They've all lost their mind about it. They have no perspective. And K-People are like, sure, I guess okay. we'll be rivals. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a very interesting weekend this weekend because it's all the champ- conference championship games. And so yes. Georgia. And Baylor and Oklahoma go back at it. Oh, interesting. And That'll so be that, a good game. That will be a good game. We play, Georgia plays LSU. So I think we're going to get an ass whooping. I don't know if it's an ass whooping, <laughs> but you're definitely the underdogs. Oh, I would say probably a two touchdown underdog at the very least. The only thing Georgia's offense this year has been struggling, but our defense is really good. I would say our defense is. is and by the way, that's why comparable. they play the games because anything can happen. Auburn beat Alabama, absolutely, and put, and put on forty eight points, and on we the beat board. Auburn. So stand by is all I'm saying. Yeah, anything no, can happen. That's why they play out of the, the question. I'm, I'm just saying. That the hell are you doing, Gary? <laughs> Gary just oh my God. crouched over in the corner like so a little mouse. You all can't see what's going on, but Gary pushed himself away from the table, <laughs> and it looked like you pulled out your Copenhagen. <laughs> he just and started to squeezing sneeze. his nose. I think he was sneezing. Was that a silent sneeze? I've, I've but he was myself. trying not to spill his beer while he did it, so he was in a really yeah, weird. But he didn't. It was like I, he couldn't decide: do I want to get rid of the Copenhagen or, the, or do I spill the beer? But I got to sneeze. I felt bad for you. Just, but by the way, you managed to do all three. <laughs> you kept the dip in, and you, you didn't spill any beer, and you managed to get the sneeze out. Practice, practice, practice. <laughs> Good Hold job. on, I didn't even ask you. Tell me about your Thanksgiving. Oh, it's great. We uh Anyway, let's talk about things. <laughs> She's cold as ice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I really do want to know. I do want to know. I promise I won't interrupt. No, it's it's a preview of uh, your next Thanksgiving. <laughs> We're just taking the baby around so everyone can look at it. 
<laughs> oh yeah, a little tour. That's yeah. It Actually, was, and this is good advice. You should you should he can probably help you with a lot of shortcuts for next year. Well, she's <laughs> lucky that she doesn't have multiple. I don't have family multiple down here. Segments of the family that are drivable. I have all the family is drivable. So oh, so you were on. You were talking full. about the rain and stuff. I mean, I don't know if you saw or we're looking at the weather back here. It was nasty, pouring cats yeah. and dogs mm-hmm. here. So yeah. I think I covered sixty miles that day. And then it's each the stop rain. is a load in and a load out of oh uh, yeah not just car, car seats seat. uh, the the oh, the yeah. bag that yep. goes with the toys yeah. the chew toys yep. the chew bottles toys. oh yeah yeah children chew have chew toys <laughs> they do <laughs> it's like Steve and Azizi always has that bit about how you're just a roadie yeah. for your baby yeah. you you're are just like carrying gear in and out and everyone as soon as the baby comes everyone's like the baby's here yeah. Like oh, I remember in New York City when I lived in New York City with our first. Um, it, it was you humped everything everywhere. The bugaboo was loaded to the max. Right. And in New York, that and, is and like, first time parents too go, tend to get a little crazy. Sure, we so brought you bring everything. everything. Right. You bring everything, and you know by the second child you bring nothing. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, you're like, do we bring a car yeah. seat? We'll figure it out. What is this diaper? I go, it's a bunch of napkins from Thirty One <laughs> Flavors. It works. <laughs> <laughs> second, I don't know. We're just having the one. I say that now, but I'm just like, if I have one, then we can trade off. Like, we can still go on vacation. We could still, you know, you can still have your life. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> let's let's get let's get so let's me manage some expectations right now. All right, because it's okay. over, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just what what what, what was before will never be again. Yeah, and now you're going into the next chapter yeah. of your life. Which is a great chapter. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Like, this is all good, but it ain't going to be the same. <laughs> it's never going to be the same. That's just the way it is. Gary knows. Mm-hmm. Look, look at the glazed over look on his eyes. He's right. Look at the thousand yard stare he's got right now. <laughs> he knows. Yeah. Yeah. We, we thought the same. We thought some cute things like that. <laughs> we'll just have one and, you know, it's two against one. And, you know, that'll mean just mean, you know, I don't know, 30% change. This isn't going to change a thing. <laughs> As you look into your partner's eyes and say, promise me this isn't going to change anything. We'll, we'll never change. And we'll be, I'll, I'll check back in a couple of years and we'll see what's up. I'm, I'm at four months. You can, just, you can just check in now. Oh, my God. But glorious. No, glorious. It's, awesome. it's awesome. It's the best. It is. It's yeah. just different. It's just now you're in a different chapter. People you're, always say that after they've hor- said horrifying things for five minutes and then they go, but every, it's great. It's awesome. It is. Because like, you do want to uh, joke about it, and you and it's joke worthy, but it is. It is the greatest thing on earth. It truly is. It is. It uh, is. It is. Having, your, having a child and, and being able to be a parent and all those wonderful things that are going to come with that are mm-hmm. amazing. They are. But. <laughs> There's always a but. But. It, because I always feel, I always, the naivete of yeah. <laughs> the new parents of. You know, it really is not going to have much impact. It has all the impact. Yeah. It's over. Well, there's just no way of knowing until it happens, you know. So you're That's just it. kind of like, That's I it. just want it to be well, here. You so have to I live can just it. start dealing with it. Yes. Yeah. I, I, and I'm with you on that. People you tried to coach me up in a way before, and I'd, I'd sit there and go, I got it. Mm-hmm. I got it. I appreciate it. I appreciate the two cents. And it's that thing where, like, if someone tells you, when you stick your finger in that socket, it kind of shocks you. And you mm-hmm. go, Okay, I got it. They go, it hurts. I go, I bet it does. Mm-hmm. But then what do I do? I walk right over and I stick my finger in the socket because I have to know it myself. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can't just take anybody's word for it. You got to walk that walk and you're about to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to waddle that waddle for a couple more months. It's going to be I'll glorious. Walk the walk. Yeah. It's going to be glorious. Yeah, we'll see. <sighs> okay, so we had Thanksgiving. We all crushed it. Mm-hmm. We crushed a major turkey. I had a major turkey load. Then I had a major turkey offload. I was gonna say when you say okay, what you? That's Gary. What? What? Gross, Gary. What? I want to ask you more about Thanksgiving, but we should talk about things that happened, like sports stuff that happened. Nobody cares. They all saw it. That's all they did this week was watch the sports. What? They know. What are you doing, Gary? Your head we pounding? Were, no, no. We were off for a little while there. We recorded an episode in advance, so I was wondering if we want to address the... Oh, yeah. Miles Garrett. I yeah. did want to talk about Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. Was he the one that swung the helmet and he almost was. killed uh, Rudolph? Yes. Okay. And then 
Okay, so if you didn't see this, it was uh, it was on like a Sunday or Monday night Thursday. football. Thursday night football, thank you. And it was <laughs> sorry the Browns versus the Steelers, and it was at the very end of the game, and uh, the defensive line. 12 seconds left. 12, 12 seconds left in the game. Yep. And Miles Garrett, is that his name? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, got, got triggered. <laughs> That's the nicest way I can say it. And uh, started a fight um, with the quarterback of the uh, Steelers. His last name's Rudolph, I think. Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. And tore his helmet off. Mm-hmm. And it, literally, by his face mask, just ripped his helmet off him. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And, and, and began to kind of, you know, the, the scuffle began. And then, of course, uh, Mason Rudolph's uh, lineman came to protect him. So they're shoving Miles back. And in this melee, he still has this helmet in his hand, which is a weapon. Mm-hmm. It's like a rock. And he starts swinging it. And he hits uh, uh, Rudolph in the head with it, which could have technically killed him. Absolutely. Um, and it, He's so lucky that it didn't. It, exactly. Um, and the NFL is very lucky that it didn't because if that happens, then the government gets involved and they stop football. You know what I mean? Like, well, if th- they gets, stop having private control. Oh yeah. Then, for be, sure. then now it has to be regulated by yeah. the government. Right. Mm-hmm. So, what a blessing he didn't get permanently damaged, uh, brain damage, or or because he was hit in the head with a helmet being swung by a three hundred pound man. He just happened to get him with the base of the helmet, the bottom side, which has a, a small amount of padding on it. Yeah. And I think it was a glancing blow, even though it looked like it was a square blow. Mm-hmm. I think it was more glancing. Um, because if it would have been square, I think it would have split his head open. Oh, with that overhand, yeah. he swung it overhand. And he's not a small man. He's no. an angry 300-pound athlete who is... Uh, he's ha- already had a few problems this year, and uh, and people are just like, he should be suspended for the rest of the season. And I'm like... The rest of the season, that's like six games. Yeah. Oh Kareem no, he Hunt, should be. Kareem Hunt got eight games, and rightfully so. Yes. But you're gonna you're gonna tell me a guy that tried to murder someone on a football field in public. Yeah. Should get less than that? Like, no. It's just like. And well, then yeah, I don't. I I listen. I think he. You know, it, it's a privilege to play in the NFL. It's not a right. No. You don't have a right to play in the NFL. It's a privilege. It, then. It, the other thing that that threw me a little bit was there were two more suspensions that were handed out mm-hmm. to Steelers. So Pouncey. after right, Pouncey got three games because he started kicking, started and, kicking hitting. and hitting okay. uh, Miles yep. Garrett after I he was on the ground. I agree with and that. To be fair, he he did swing a few feet at his head directly. He was yeah, deliberately no, that was, trying to kick him. It was but not right. Miles but, Garrett was wearing a helmet, and the other suspension was for one game. It was another player that was on Cleveland who I can't remember who after. Miles um, Mason Rudolph's helmet had been ripped off, swung at him and hit him, comes up and blindsides him from behind and knocks him to the ground. Right, I saw that after too. After he had already mm-hmm. been assaulted. That was one game. That was one game suspension for coming up against a defenseless player with no yeah. helmet who has been assaulted with his gear and then knocking him to the ground from behind when you have a 140-pound mm-hmm. weight advantage. My whole thing is that What the hell just... happened? And then, yes. this, this is where it gets a little... Politically charged, mm-hmm. in my opinion, because a week later, mm-hmm. one week later, Miles comes out, the, the offender, the person who assaulted, and says, I was called the N-word by Mason Makes Rudolph. It took a week for you to come up with this? Right. It took you a that week? That would have been to, the and very that, and that's first because thing. The heat is so intense. Every, you know, the backlash is so intense. All of a sudden, it's the N-word. Is his justification also? That's the justification for murder, or right. attempted murder, or attempted assault. You know, I, I don't. It seems like the only does, defense. I don't that see he must any. I don't. There's no law. Like, listen, I think the N word is is probably the most grotesque word in the English language, and I think it it is loaded with mm-hmm. offense, and I think it is loaded with hatred, and and it's it's ugly. Mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> everybody knows that. But even if someone says it, it doesn't give anybody a right to cause physical harm, does it? No. I mean, no. Ab- okay, absolutely so, yeah, because, not. Because if that's the case, well, then now we live in a completely lawless world where... It's the purge. Well, I, I can say, well, that word, cracker, mm-hmm. makes me... <laughs> you know, it justifies me using violence. Well, I think the most horrifying thing, the, on, 
the equivalent, there's no equivalent, but the equivalent, the most equivalent I would think that you could call a white person would be a racist. I think that's a triggering word for a white person more than anything. Yeah. I think that makes people, you know, white people especially cringe and hurt and like think about it for days and days and it yeah. would bother them more than anything. But here's my, my whole point about that is like, A, it took a week and B, quarterbacks are mic'd. Every, there's microphones everywhere. Like you would hear That's that. That's my thing. Is that you would have, it would have come out so quick. So because quick. For, it, would be, it would help them so much uh, like get back, like, um, I guess they're having an image issue with black athletes already. So for them to be able to throw a white quarterback under the bus and say, we disapprove of this and get him out of the league, they would take every opportunity to go for that. In my opinion, frankly, not a good white quarterback, a very easily disposable sort of backup who has now been benched in favor of the third string quarterback. Like who's a duck caller. And by the way, though, I mean, you do bring up a good point. It, I, I feel like there are countless microphones on that field. Everywhere. And especially on a Thursday night game, it's mic. Everybody's mic'd. Like, like, there's lots of mics out there. They would have caught it. And, and by the way, and like you said. The captains if, have mics. If it did happen. Right. That, that it, it, I don't know. It, for them to come out a week later and say, that's why. I, and, and As if that's justification. I just also had. That's a, what bothers me is, why does he think that's justification? Right, there's zero justification for the behavior. And I think, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, but Rudolph, you know, he started grabbing at his helmet first, and we don't know what Rudolph did. And I'm like, first of all, this is like abusive wife. Like when you're like, well, we don't know what she said to him to get hit. It's like, no, 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 (laughs) that's not how it works. Like it doesn't matter what was said. What matters is the retaliation. And I would agree that Mason Rudolph did nothing to de-escalate the situation. Of course not. He did not... He did not I, – I don't think that he's completely lacking any fault here. I'm just saying that, like, what – you know, it, him being upset that, A, he was he, – it could – it should have been a roughing the passer penalty regardless at the very beginning of the play because there's 12 seconds left. The ball's been out of his hand for three seconds. He gets driven to the ground by Miles Garrett. Then Miles Garrett won't get off of him. Right. With 12 seconds left in the game, and they're down by 14. So – why are you? Yeah, what are you like, doing? You won. You won already. Yeah. So he's mad. So then he's like pushing and pulling at Miles, and everyone's like, holy, look at he's trying to pull off his helmet. I'm like, yeah, because he just got thrown to the ground for no reason yeah. on a third down play yeah. or fourth down play. It was going to be their ball anyway. It was a fourth down play. Like, it, it just made no sense. Yeah. So, yeah, of course he's mad. And definitely he didn't try to de-escalate the situation. He only made it worse but i don't care what was said or what happened down there like well and scuffles happen in a, in a collision sport like football yeah. uh emotions and tensions run high and uh it's it's going to be in nature's in human nature uh to to sometimes scuffle or shove and push and and get you know chippy out there and that you see it all the time but they're professionals and they have to know when to walk away mm-hmm. when to turn it off you know, because they're only hurting their team. And right. I think, uh, actually, I remember after that game, Baker Mayfield gave an interview. Oh, yeah. And I thought it was probably the most. Uh, he was finally a leader. I, I, yeah. Yeah. And I kind of thought, I go, wow, Baker, you I, you sounded like a professional. Right, right after the game, I think Aaron Andrews like yep. interviewed yeah. him and was like, what did you think? And he's like, it's uncalled for. It's unprofessional. It's unnecessary. It only hurts us. It only hurts the team. It's thinking about yourself and not the team. Yep. And I was like, that's exactly what a quarterback has to say. Like, yeah. you have to denounce the behavior. Yeah. And and when you get somebody after a game like that, they haven't talked to PR. They haven't talked to the, the team reps. You know what yeah. I mean? You're getting them at their most vulnerable when they're going to say the most honest thing that's on their mind. That's right. And everyone was like, typical Baker Mayfield throwing his teammates under the bus. Not at all. Like, no, 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 no. I didn't think so at There's all. There's no way you can – you don't defend that behavior. No. Because and, and he was, he did say, he goes, look, I don't know the whole story. He even said that. He goes, I don't know the whole story, but I know that what I saw, we can't be doing that no. stuff. It's destructive to the team. You know, we have to change. I mean, I, I, I watched the interview and I thought, I actually thought way to go Baker. Yeah, me too. I was really proud of him after that. Yeah. It made me respect him a lot more. Yeah. So kudos to the league for getting on top of it and uh, issuing statements and penalties right away. And right I, but, now he's okay, suspended now indefinitely. This, now that this is out there, okay. Now that now that Miles has accused him of of saying the N word, 
Yes. Um, and then there's been no proof of that, which the NFL came and said there's no proof of that. Right. We found no evidence. And I believe. And so we're just going to let that go, too, because I don't, you know, that that puts a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth, too, you know. Yeah. Uh, you I can't, think you can't to... accuse falsely when it comes to that stuff. That's no. that's major think, stuff, because think... if it is true, you know, they could throw they you know, they could they could deny Rudolph a, a job. Mm-hmm. You know, they could kick him out. Yeah, I think it was an easy way of targeting him, honestly, because he is like a big, he's like an outspoken Trump supporter. So I think people are easy to throw that kind of language around with someone like that for no reason or no proof whatsoever. And people might be more apt to believe it. But luckily, I don't think people do. Yeah. What? No, I I completely agree. It's just, yeah, I think we are just going to ignore that and that will not come up. Again. No, I, yeah, I don't. Think I it's don't. Gonna I mean, Miles Garrett that. is going to have to have a meeting with the league in the off season in hopes of being reinstated. And it's already the articles are already floating around. The NFL kind of wants that. They want to figure out a way. They'll probably punish him again, but he'll be back on the field at some point next season. They'll do. But they'll, do this, they, they'll do what they did with the uh, uh, Clark. Uh, not <laughs> Hunt. Help me out here. What's his first Kareem name? Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Right. Um, you know, same thing. Kareem. They he had to go. Stand before the man. He took his eight game suspension, and now he's he got put on another Here's team. And I don't, I, I, <clears throat> I, I don't want to see him back for a while. I think he deserves a longer punishment than most people. But I do think that people can learn from their mistakes and change. And I think we have to give people that opportunity uh-huh. to succeed and show them that the world is forgiving and that that you can make a mistake and and come back from that. And yeah. I think. You know, as a Falcons fan and a dog lover, that happened with me with Michael Vick, you know, where it was like a really traumatizing time. And and he went to prison <laughs> yeah. and served his time. And I'm glad that he came back in the league because I feel like he paid his dues. Like he he realized what he did wrong and well, then came back a changed person. You're I, right. You're right. And, and on a bigger picture, on the bigger, right. bigger picture is, you know, we can't live in a zero defect Right. World and a zero defect mentality because yeah. it's not realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, the people learn from failures. Yeah. And they learn from mistakes. That's where you honestly look back in your own life. Think about the, oh. the best lessons you ever learned probably came off of a mistake or a failure. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, and the people that are playing in the NFL, we forget they're they're. Average age is about what twenty four, mm-hmm. yeah, early twenties. <laughs> yeah, so think about yeah. that, and and you know they're going to make mistakes, and you're right, uh, they should be uh, uh, given the opportunity to learn and grow and yeah. come back. And I've seen it, I've seen it happen. I, hopefully, uh, uh, Kareem Hunt, it works for him. Hopefully, you know, uh, uh, in Richie Incognito, mm-hmm. you know, these guys have made mistakes and they've been granted uh, second opportunities, and I think they've made the most of them. You know, they walk the line. They've learned their lesson. They don't make those same mistakes again. I'm not saying they're angels, but no, you, know, no, you no, learn no. and you grow. And, and, you know, listen, I don't know about you all, but in my 20s, I made a ton of mistakes. And, and yeah. I'm glad I did. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we have to have room to grow and learn. And, like, we can't live in a society like that. And and I hope that he can do that. Um and and I think what what helped me get through it a little bit more uh, when I was watching your show on Fox um, on Sunday mornings, when Jimmy Johnson and 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 um, fucking robot hair, what's his name? Oh, Howie. Yeah, Howie Long. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd know who I was talking. About. They talked about seeing this exact thing happen in practice a lot. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow, this happens more often. Like, I think just as a viewer, I've never seen anything like that. So it was really traumatizing to me as a fan and a viewer watching the game and, like, realizing that that this is it, – it was even more scary to think that this happens all the time, but realizing that, like, it's not as un- – I I, part of that helped me realize, like, this isn't as uncommon. These guys still figure it out. They still figure out how to play together Absolutely. and grow up. And um, I've seen, I, I, honestly, uh, well, football is, is a violent sport played by very big, tough men. It is. And so you put that combination together, you're going to get fights. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Same thing in hockey, same thing. And, you know, even basketball, we see it. I played rugby in New York City and we would have fights on the field. And that night we'd be at the bar drinking with them. Mm-hmm. 
I same know. guy. Same guy that I actually looked at and threw a punch at. I would be sitting there having a beer with him. So that's the other thing that I have to remember is that it's men that play this game. <laughs> and they know how to work out their differences. <laughs> if it was women, I would never forgive you. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, well, we you let so it go. much as call me a name across the field. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remember it for the rest of my life. In the moment, you go, you go uh, balls to the wall. Uh-huh. You go all out fury. And then when it's over, it's over. Like you, you can't, you can't carry that around. Right. It's too much. I know. It's not too much for me, but I understand <laughs> that it's too much for some people. <laughs> I okay. uh, love it. Uh, I also have to say that I'm very excited um, that Cole Hamels just came to the Braves. Cole, if you're listening, welcome. <laughs> he is, by the way. He's listening right now. <laughs> Cole Hamels. I do know the last name Hamels, and I know he's a big deal. <laughs> he's a pitcher um, for the Cubs, but now he's a pitcher for the Braves. Because we have him and Chris Martin as well. So we've we've made some team. great pitching. Pitching is what we needed the most. We have offense. We need defense. I might. <sighs> what? I think I'm going to do this. What's the date today? December 4th. December 4th. I'm making the call for the NL pennant. <laughs> Atlanta Braves. Uh, okay. Because you guys are a really good baseball team, and you're young, and if you fill out your bullpen mm-hmm. with dangerous pitchers, um, I think you guys uh, make a deep pennant run. I think you, you may, I think you may take the NL pennant. I hope so, because the Phillies are getting stronger, and they're in our division, uh, because the Phillies made some trades today, too. So we're going to see, but I think – you know, our offense is just so good. And, like, just one through nine, just so good. Oh, can we talk about something for a second? Sure. So, <laughs> okay. um, I'm at the uh, Chamber of Commerce, okay. Kansas City Chamber of Commerce, and my phone starts blowing up. And uh, it's, it's Stone Street making an oh, announcement yeah. that he's part owner. He joined, he joined the ownership group that bought the Royals. So yeah. he's part owner of the Kansas City Whoa. Royals right now. I know. And I was like, first of all, in all sincerity, that makes me so happy. Yeah. Because I know Stone Street. I know him well. I know his passion for Kansas City and for Kansas City sports. So I'm thrilled about this. Genuinely thrilled. Mm -hmm. And then I was, nobody called me. (laughs) Nobody asked old Riggletron. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's so funny. um, uh, I ran into the, the primary Owner of the Royals, mm-hmm. uh, the guy who put down the most money, because I guess it was a million dollar purchase or whatever. And there's a group, right, or a billion dollars. I say, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, that seems like a deal. <laughs> One million dollars, <laughs> Doctor Evil. Um, no, but uh, uh, so I saw the the I think John Sherman or something. I think that's his name at, at the chamber. Uh, uh, it's Captain Rich Bags. Yeah, I don't know his exactly. name exactly, <laughs> but I, I was like, I was like, huh? And I go, didn't call me. <laughs> They're like. He was like, uh, he goes, do you want in? That, it was so funny because he goes, you want in? And I was like, I, I can't afford it. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Of course I want in, but I can't do anything about it. Even if I did want in. Yeah. Can you can you buy 80 more seasons of Holy Moly? <laughs> then maybe I'll consider maybe. it. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Because um, uh, I was like, yeah, what's the minimum buy-in? Because I think I got about 60 bucks in my pocket. Yeah, how, right much, how much you need? Um, be honest. But I was really happy uh, for Stone Street, and I think it's going to be great for the city of Kansas City. I, I was very excited. Chris actually told me. I think he uh, he was on Rich Eisen like a couple days before, so he just told Rich like on the slide. He's like, I'm not going to make the announcement until Thursday or whatever. And so him and I were talking about it, and I was like, what a great investment of your – I'm like, you're, wait, I was like, wait, his, his show is going off the air and he's yeah. buying a baseball team? And then I was like, wait, this is a wonderful investment. With the money that you have already saved up, now you're, that money is just going to continue. Now you can live off of what that, that money Oh, trust me. And by the way, you. Stone Street, not married. Right. No kids. Yep. He's been on the biggest show on television for the last 10 years. He's doing his 11th year right now, final season. Like, the residuals alone, the, like, he's fine. And so, yeah, I'm sure he does have uh, some discretionary income that he could probably say, a, a lifelong dream to be part owner of the Royals. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make, I'm gonna, what, you know, what, give me the minimum buy-in or whatever mm-hmm. it is. I don't know what he went in for. It's not my business. But he's part of that ownership group. 
and I'm super proud of him. I'm super happy for him. And, um, yeah, I'm going to be busting his balls for say, tickets. I was going to say, and I'm going to be blowing up his ass <laughs> for some tickets. Yeah, yeah I want to sit in a suite, yo. <laughs> so that was what I was going to say. Does that get you a certain level of owner's box access for him? Well, I think that since you it's an ownership group. Outfield tickets. <laughs> I think since it's an ownership group, the primary owner, the guy who put in the biggest, he gets the owner's suite, I would okay. imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine uh, as a as an owner, there's they probably have other suites that are along there that you probably get. I bet to. it would come with two seats, season tickets somewhere. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. I would hope. Yeah, I'm sure, but uh, you know, I don't know where they and are. And a vote, the, probably. Oh yeah, he gets of a, some sort. Absolutely, I'm sure he mm-hmm. gets some say so in it or whatever. And pride of ownership, you know. Right. I all I would ask for, honestly, two primo suite, primo <laughs> seats. I don't know where. And parking. On first base. And good parking. <laughs> yeah. I want to park like right next mm-hmm. to the stadium. Yeah. That would be it. Really. No, that's kind of Player cute. parking. I want, to, want to par- I want to park where the players park. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> that's all I want. Oh, my God. I My old manager had Kings season tickets, the LA Kings, and then they came with the parking, uh-huh. which was the valet at Staples. I don't know if you've ever valeted at Staples. Yeah. So delicious. But it is like... Like, you come out, the car's there, you get in the car, and you're on the freeway before anybody else has even left the arena. And you're like, this is living. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I can't go back now. I know that this is here. Yeah. You can't unring the bell. I can't. No, I know. People outside of L.A. have no idea how important things like parking are. Yeah, really, it is true. if If you go to a game, imagine being able to go to any professional sporting event and then getting... To watch the whole game but be the first car out, that's how it feels. Okay, I, let me ask this. Uh, and this has been bugging me. How do you live, get invited? Live, <laughs> how do I get in on any of this? <laughs> no. Um, live sporting events. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I like going every now and then. But I don't know. It's, it, it feels like now, you know, with the lines... Uh, with the parking, with the traffic, with the weather, you know, with the the awful bathrooms, with the, I don't know. And then, you know, there's always some drunk in the stands with you who's screaming obscenities, mm-hmm. who's really, it's therapy, cheap therapy for them. And, um, or you can stay in your warm house on your awesome couch with your 96-inch television uh and have all the snacks, a clean bathroom. Like, why are people still going to games? I mean, I think there's, like, a certain event to it, especially if you don't go all the time. I think it can be really fun. You're right. And especially if it's your team, it's much more fun, you know. I think in L.A., like, sometimes we get spoiled because our teams aren't here. They're not really our team. So, like, somebody will give you tickets to the Lakers, and you're like, uh, I'm not really, you know. Is it worth the, the hours I mean, I because it's an all day commitment. We went to see um, Clippers uh, Celtics a couple weeks ago when they were in town, and it was a very exciting game because Paul George and Kawhi were both playing. It's the Ooh. first the first game where they had played together. Yeah, and the Celtics, who are good this year, you know, my boyfriend's a big Celtics fan. So, but the guy next to us, it was like it was like a group of eight dudes. I think it was the first time they'd ever been out of their house. And literally the whole time, <laughs> the guy. Jerry and I have both been in that group of eight guys. <laughs> he was just yelling, fuck you, Montrez. Yeah. And he was wearing a Lakers jersey. They're not playing. He was just trolling on both teams, just yelling the F word at like one player, you know. And then uh, Chris was finally like, uh, do you mind just toning it down? And then the guy was like, I'm going to do what I want. And when I was like, that's always fun. <sighs> you know, he's so, like, I understand that you're going to do what you want. But if you could just not scream it into my ear, that'd be great. I'm going to do what I want. We're like, I was like, don't even worry about it. Like, don't bother. So my best friend, uh, Jeff Robbins, uh, who I think you met at Big Slick. Okay. Yes. Um, he took his son to his first Chiefs game. Of course, it's Chiefs Raiders. Oh, oh God. And, uh. and. Chiefs fans are at their best on Raiders. <laughs> he said two rows in front of him, there was this big, drunk, mm-hmm. angry man who was kicking and beating the seat back in front of him so hard 
uh, that the seat came off. He broke the seat off. What? Because okay, it was an empty, I guess it was an empty seat. So oh, thank was, God it was empty. Yeah. So he, and, and then, to his friend's delight, held the seat up over his head and screamed as loud as he could, as if he was on fire, fuck the Raiders. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Jeff, uh-huh. Sure. Jeff said he goes, I was filled with pride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he said two minutes later, four policemen arrived. <laughs> yeah. And dragged dragged the man mm-hmm. uh from the stands. And um <laughs> I was I'm <laughs> and anyway. my friend my friend told his Is son, your brother okay? My friend <laughs> that was my dad. Oh. Um uh, and then I guess Robin was telling his son, you know, like, son. He goes, that man is a great man. Oh, my God. He goes, but when you go for it, when you when you kiss the face of God, mm-hmm. like that man just did, it comes at a price. <laughs> he was, like, explaining this to his son about how the cops, four cops, it took four cops to get this big monster out. Yeah, and that's another thing. Like, he's with his son, for Christ's sakes. You know, like, I don't know. That's why I always kind of like, you know, the live sporting event, and don't get me wrong, I love going to Arrowhead. I love going to Allen Fieldhouse. So I guess I understand. Mm-hmm. But, man, you know, it's also real easy for me to stay home. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. almost think it's sometimes. Sorry, go ahead, Gary. I, I was just, I almost think it's more fun sometimes to just watch my own team in the privacy of my own home where I can scream and cry and be upset. <laughs> and I'm not ruining anybody else's day around me. Because, right. like, when we went to the Rose Bowl when Georgia played Oklahoma, and it was, like, the back-and-forth game that went into, like, two overtimes, and uh, there was, like, this Oklahoma fan standing next to me just boomer sooner soonering me the whole time. And I was like, gosh. It hurts. It cuts. It's just so... Uh, I, I'm not doing that to you. Yes. I didn't. I I'm not, not. I'm not over celebrating in your. I'm face. not reciprocating. Yeah. I'm not reciprocating. So you can stop. Like yeah. it's not work. It's not doing anything. Like it's only to appease you. And he's there with his two kids and his wife. And I'm like, how are they okay with what he's doing? Because they're my, afraid of him. If my wife acted like that, I would leave. Yeah. I would be like, you can be here by yourself because I am not standing here next to you talking to other people like that. Like, there's well, I remember no. being at a KUMU mm-hmm. game back in the day when we were still playing each other, and it was at Arrowhead. It was a big. We always did it. It was called the Border Showdown, and we always played Kansas, Missouri at Arrowhead. And I happened to, uh, I got tickets that year from Anheuser Busch, mm-hmm. so of course I'm stuck in all the Missouri fans. I'm stuck oh, in all the right. you know the sea of black yeah. and gold. And no problem, I, you know, we're all still Americans and civilians or citizens and, you know, whatever. And I thought, so I'll just sit there and, man, I'm telling you, every time Missouri did something good, that people would turn to make eye contact <laughs> with me to be like, suck it, suck it, <laughs> you know. And I would be like, I, you know, it, it bothers me enough that your team is doing well. You turning around to antagonize me yeah. is not helping my situation. So then, uh, because I am emotionally mature, the second the Jayhawks did something great, <laughs> I stood up and demanded everybody suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I did it as loud and as passionately as I could. How many of them did it? Uh, no, nobody. nobody. No takers? No, but it was, it was that moment of... I really, you know, it was one of the, it was such a check on me. I was like, okay, I'm, not, I'm no good. <laughs> I'm just as bad. I'm as just as bad as this garbage. Yes. Yeah. Oh. But I did. I was because he had been, they had been, yeah. they had been so in my face, and so taunted, and really wanted me to know, fuck you, because right. that's what they were really saying. Right. Um, that when it was my turn, when, when the tables turned, yeah, and we scored some big play or some touchdown or whatever, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I let it be known. Yeah. That everybody, everybody in this section of Arrowhead Stadium <laughs> can eat shit. <laughs> smoke and a turd. Smoke in hell. a turd in hell and and have a taste of my flavor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just choke on my flavor. <laughs> choke it down because I hate all of you. <laughs> I couldn't have been any clearer. <laughs> I just can't believe there are no takers, you know? I mean, because as an SEC fan, I'm I'm assuming Mizzou people would be like, okay, you win. They're a bunch of dumb turds, too. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, again, it goes back to that thing where, ah, I don't know. I know. It's, it's a question of these days, you know. 
it's getting harder and harder for for professionals to to professional stadiums to fill their stadiums. Oh, and it's because it's everybody's angry and crazy and. As Chargers fans, you can understand that. We can't even fill a soccer stadium. And I saw <laughs> while we were well, when we got here tonight, I was surfing Twitter, and it says that uh, the lowest Pac-12 cumulative Pac-12 attendance record since like 1974 or something. Wow! And that goes across. And now, granted, UCLA had about 35 people show up for every game, so it's dragging the average down. But <laughs> they're they're basically making the point that now that everyone, you know, I I don't know if you looked at Black Friday, but 55 inch TVs are under 200 dollars now. Yeah. Right. So right. You know, so for 600 dollars, which I remember when there was not a flat screen on the market, right. 20 inches doesn't matter what size that was $600. Now for $600, you can have a 75 or 80 inch TV. I don't know, man. Every apartment's pretty sweet with an 80 inch TV. I'm telling you, and it's you get expensive. that, you get that pizza delivered. Oh yeah. You stay in your, you stay in your gym jams. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I went to a charter game and the, we wanted to tailgate and that particular parking lot, there's only one of them, hundred dollars a piece to get in. Yeah. And then right. it takes you an, like half an hour to an hour yep. to go through the security lines. Oh, yeah. And then if you get hammered, someone's got to drive home. Yeah. Oh, try to get an Uber after you leave a stadium. That's <laughs> a fun it. game. Forget it. It's impossible. Fun it's game. A, yeah. Oh. Anyway, we're discouraging people from going to live sporting events. I, I was just posing the hey, question because it, it seems more and more challenging. Yeah. What's up, Gary? You guys want to take one Yeah, let's take one question. question. I, I, I apologize because I know there's more than one, but let's take one. There are a bunch here, but let's see here. Um, Make sure it's not one that sucks, Gary. <laughs> Wow. No pressure, Gary. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that's a good point, Sarah. <laughs> Sorry, Dwan Simpson. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Dwan is asking where that audio fiber is at, which is a throwback. Audio what? Oh, audio, audio fiber. Audio fiber. <laughs> Don't you remember that? I remember that kind of. What was that from? I think that was us with sticks. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We were talking about a song that That's Robin right. sticks it in you. We're going to uh, come oh. up with about the audio fiber. Oh. I don't know. Audio like, fiber. I must not but I was going to sing it like a German. <laughs> um, this is a good one. It comes from Eric Taylor. We only have time for one, and these are all such astute questions. But this one says, question for Rob. Have you ever blasted a hot, smelly one on accident and blamed it on Sarah or someone else because <laughs> of your fear of farting in front of others? All the time. <laughs> have no. <laughs> Let me break it down for you, uh, friends. Whenever I'm out with Sarah Tiana, <laughs> and I mean anywhere, the first thing I do is beef. <laughs> and then I scream, Sarah, gross. <laughs> and, then, and then everybody looks at Sarah, and I go, I go, she's pregnant, so she can't control it. <laughs> and that's just the way it is. And the only place we ever go is the library. So it's really <laughs> Super <rude>. loud. <laughs> Super loud Super and echoey. Loud. <laughs> By the way, did you see, we talked about this on uh, Lights Out today, but um, there's a the new big gift this Christmas for kids. It's called the the Fart Blaster. Sorry. Come on, wait a minute. I thought I trademarked Fart Blaster like a long time ago. Well. D- go through the archives. We'll find it anyway. You might want to contact uh, the makers of this year's biggest toy, but it apparently blasts a fart smell 10 feet long. <laughs> Oh, oh, dear God. Yeah. Oh, so it can hit another room. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I remember it like smell. when I was in school. Do you remember those little vials? Oh, yeah. Oh. It was stink bombs. Yeah, stink bombs. But they came in little glass vials. Just and sulfur. You, and you, all you do is you take it and you throw it. And, it, yeah. you know, it would smash on the whatever. And then that hallway was funkified. <laughs> yeah. And it was nasty. It smelled like eggs. It was sulfur. Sulfur. Yes. But in my day, and yeah. I don't know if this is true for you, you had to come happen across this lore of an item. You'd hear about it, but you know, finding stuff like stink bombs or yeah. M80s, well, it wasn't easy. Now no. it's all on Amazon. Yeah. It is all, yeah, that's true. It all is. on Amazon. You had to have black market connections. You had to know a guy whose <laughs> older brother exactly. did a run. Right, and then you went to the shadiest part of town. And in the back of a, a, a Chevy Impala, they mm-hmm. would open the trunk, which, by the way, was the size of a living room. Those, yeah. those old cars from the 70s. <laughs> there's a open guy in the there trunk. on a recliner. Yeah. And there's a little dwarf in there sitting <laughs> in a lazy boy going, what do you want, kid? <laughs> and he ejects himself out of a lazy boy and gives you a stink bomb. <laughs> yeah. And I, go, I go, I want stink bombs, M80s. You know, and, I, you know, and then I whisper, in Spanish, fly. <laughs> Because it doesn't exist, kid. I go, I know it does. <laughs> I know it does. He, Give me some of that ayahuasca, yeah, too. And he'd sell me a Tic Tac, and i go, it's like just like a Tic Tac, guys. 
Well, yeah, that's very true. Rob does uh, um, stink oh, the, me out. Okay, real quick, one last, and then we're out of 5G. That's just street talk for out of here. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Um, 5G. Uh-huh. Who would win in a fight, a Jayhawk or the Bulldog? And the answer is a Jayhawk. A Bulldog. A Bulldog? Yeah. Earthbound Bulldog? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Against a bird of a, prey? Against a three-pound bird? bird? A three-pound bird of prey. A, a three-pounder? <laughs> a Jayhawk The is majestic small. bald eagle <laughs> is just like two under a Jayhawk. Under? Under, because then you got the condor, <laughs> and then you got the Jayhawk. The Jayhawk is a mythical bird of prey, a war bird. It's not a real bird. It, it, oh, it's not okay, a real bird. Okay. We it's a know. death bird, and death comes from above. While your fat dog is going, <laughs> have you ever? The Jayhawk t- swoops down with its talions and rips the flesh Italians. from bones. Italians, yeah, like, Italians. 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 <laughs> have you ever tried to defend your sen- yourself against Im- people who are inbred? Because that's what a bulldog is. You cannot defend yourself against inbreeding. I don't care who you are. You're not wrong, technically. So, my dog is hot. He's sweating when it's 50 degrees out, and he's coming after you Jayhawks. Well, I still think the Jayhawk wins uh, because just sheer uh, – it'll swoop down and it'll attack all day. If you just come within – it's grass, so you got to come down all the way to the ground, uh-huh. and it might get you. Can't run that fast to grab you, but you it, go to sleep for a second. We'll call it a tie, Eric Webb. <laughs> We'll call it a tie. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, listen. Anyway. Uh, by the way, great to see you, Sarah. Great to see you. Great to see you, uh, uh, Gary. Great to see you guys. And uh, as always, uh, this is uh, Rob Riggle. I'm Sarah Tiana. And for Gary, uh, thanks for joining us. <laughs> 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 <laughs>